something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news, sensational, irrational. It's Wedding Confessionals. Welcome to another episode of Wedding Confessionals. I'm Brooke. And I'm Pam. And the only thing we love more than weddings is talking about weddings. Pammy, what else do you want to talk about? I want to talk about some fun things that we have coming up. This is our teaser. (laughs) Yes, we're going to tease just a little bit. Yeah, we're just telling you right now, we're not going to get into details because there's a couple of different things that we have in the future lined up for the show. Things for you guys. We're really excited. We're really excited about it, but we're trying to get a few little details done. So stay tuned. Come back next week and the week after that. And we're just going to keep giving you more little nibbles of information. And it's exciting. Yes. Fun stuff. It is. I can't wait. Yeah. End of teaser. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's all congratulate Pammy for coming out of COVID. I did it. I made it to the other side. Yes. So exciting, buddy. <laughs> You're in studio. I am here. I am negative. I just touched it's her. Good. She's in, in person. <laughs> do you sound great? Uh, yes. How do you feel? Uh, much better. Okay, good. And your daughter's negative again, too, and back at it. She's negative. Yeah, it's, it it definitely was a lot easier for her. So at this point, the whole Daniels family has gone through it and hopefully doesn't have to go through it again. Hopefully, yes. Knock on table. Fingers crossed. I guess it's made of wood. I don't know. Quite a long time (laughs) ago, guys. (laughs) Yeah, no, hopefully we're all good now and, uh, or, you know, can stay COVID free for a while. Yes. Um, so, um, because of, you know, Pam's issues with COVID and her daughter, and we had a couple other scheduling things get shuffled around for the next couple of weeks, we're going to do some solo episodes while we're gathering our, you know, schedules for interviews. We have people lined up. It's just in the future. So stay Mm -hmm. tuned. But honestly, in the meantime, we needed to do some follow-ups anyway. We did. We've been getting them. Thank you. And uh, we need to share. Yes. So if you're new to the podcast, what happens is um, people will anonymously send in their confessionals to us and tell us their secrets or ask some questions or whatever. And a lot of times we find out information and it's like right before they're about to get married or we're not sure what they're going to choose of the options we've given them. And we always say, please write us back and let us know how it went. Yes. Because we're nosy. <laughs> we want to know how it goes. We want to know. So anyway, um, sometimes people are nice enough to clue us in to what happened. Yes. And uh, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to read some follow-ups and um, get a little more nosy about complete strangers' lives. <laughs> <laughs> Which we love. Yes. Um, so the first one is um, was originally in episode 122. Um, we're going to read the original one just to kind of get everybody back in the mindset of what it was, just to get everybody up to date with um, what was originally said. Yes. Do you want to read the original and then I'll read the follow-up? Sure. Okay. Here we go. Hey, Wedding Confessionals. I'm very curious to know your thoughts and experience around the hotly debated topic of tipping vendors at your wedding. In general, I understand in restaurants how tipping is a necessary evil, but I'm wondering how that plays out for weddings. On the one hand, you hired these vendors, got quotes, and agreed to a price for the goods and services they set. So tipping seems silly when you are already paying so much for your wedding, especially when vendors are responsible for setting their own prices. On the other hand, of course it's always a kind gesture to tip, especially if they do a good job. I just feel like... 
as the wedding couple, you often won't see if your vendors just showed up or did what they agreed or if they really went above and beyond for you. So the big question is, do you need to tip? Should you tip? Is it fine not to tip? And if you do, should if you do, should tip, then who do you tip and who do you not have to tip? Sincerely, to tip or not to tip? Okay, I remember reading this one because it was a tongue twister. <laughs> yes, this was you. <laughs> Which I now see why you're like, Pam, you want to do this one? <laughs> Sneaky. I know I am sneaky. <laughs> um, so there is an additional part to this, though, right? Yeah, there's a there's a little like P.S. at the bottom. There is. She's uh, he or she said, yeah. please read this after giving your initial thoughts. Um, would love your thoughts first, but as an addendum, one of my friends didn't tip all her vendors, and some of them, like the photographer, she made a point to send personal thank you emails or highly rated reviews wherever she could find their business listed to help them more. Thoughts on this approach instead of cash tips. So this was a hot topic because we gave sort of an answer. We gave the answer of, I like to tip like I'm a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. go ahead. Sorry. And and I, rem- I believe I said, you know, I remember tipping at my wedding um, to a couple of vendors. But also, I mean, I got married a lot long time ago so it's not the same with social media that it is today right and also we asked julio who was our guest at the time because he had Mm -hmm. recently gotten married yes and specifically photographers we kind of were at a loss because my mother-in-law insisted on us having a photographer i stupidly wasn't going to have one at all so shout out to patty that was a good idea but because (laughs) of that i don't know what happened with tipping because she was financing that Yep. And you had a friend take your photos. Yes. And Julio was like, I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> so I feel like we kind of left everyone hanging. Yes. And we had a couple people message us. But specifically, as a first, the follow-up isn't even from the original person who no. wrote us. The follow-up is from another listener following up about this confessional. Yes. Okay. I will read that now. Okay. So the person who wrote in wrote... Hi, ladies. I'm in the middle of listening to your latest podcast, episode 122, and I'm making my fiance laugh at my facial reactions to your tipping advice. (laughs) Your advice was tip like a celebrity, and internally I'm cringing for the following reasons. First, some vendors include gratuity in the contract. My caterer includes a 20% gratuity automatically, so I would make sure people check that before setting the expectation of giving out even more money. Second, a good online review is huge and sometimes more appreciated than cash. These companies live and die by online reviews to gather more business. Photographers in particular have expressed that they don't expect tips, and the best way to show gratitude is to post a positive public review because you're giving them more business, which is great. Great. Just wanted to add those notes to be more money conscious for the budget brides and grooms out there. Love your podcast and you ladies so much. Give Ruthie a hug from me from some tips on tipping. Yes. Thank you. Yes, because we were definitely like fumbling. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. So, you know, definitely things have changed in the way that helps vendors most and social media you're right is huge yes so I think that that person gave fantastic advice yes but also I think to make up for the fact that we sort of half-ass that answer <laughs> we are going to review I went and found this article from the knot 
And we're just going to briefly go through the different types of vendors you would have and what we should expect to tip. That way, everybody's clear and we're not just tipping <laughs> like a celebrity, like my dumbass. You know, sometimes <laughs> my budgeting is just all over the place. Sometimes I'm very cheap. And in other ways, I'm just like, spend that cash. I'm also <laughs> at the grocery store checking like which mustard like per ounce is the cheapest. Let me tell you, you're not going to scam me on mustard. No way. Not this bitch. <laughs> No, but if you go out to eat, I again, I pretend like I'm a celebrity. There we go. No pictures, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is from The Knot, and the article we found is called Your Wedding Vendor's Tipping Cheat Sheet. And we'll make sure to put a link to this in our show notes so that you guys can reference it for later. You want to do uh, the first vendor, Pammy? Sure. First vendor is the wedding planner. Wedding planners won't likely expect anything, but if yours did a great job, you can always offer a token of appreciation. Note non-monetary thank yous like professional photos of the wedding for the planner's portfolio can go a long way too. About 50% of couples do tip their planners. Protocol, optional. The standard, 20, 10 to 20% up to $500 or a nice gift. When to tip. Hand off the envelope at the end of the reception or send a thank you note with photos or a check right after the honeymoon. I like that. There we go. Um, on to number two, which is wedding hairstylist and makeup artist. This is one area where gratuity is definitely expected. Tip between 15 to 25% just as you would at a hair salon. And consider giving a little extra if there was a crisis, like one of your bridesmaids had a meltdown over her curls and required a redo at the last minute. I can't imagine how much drama those people go through. Oh, my goodness. I know. We need to get another makeup hairstylist in here. Um, anyway, the protocol for um, tipping a wedding hairstylist and makeup artist is expected. The standard is 15 to 25% depending upon the quality of service. When to tip, tip your beauty stylist at the end of your service. Okay. All right. Number three, wedding delivery and setup staff. Slip a few dollars to anyone delivering important items to the site, such as wedding cake, flowers, or sound system. If a lot of gear needs to be brought in and set up, tents, chairs, portable toilets, the workers deserve a tip too. So the protocol is expected. The standard is 5 to $10 per person. When to tip would be to drop off cash envelopes the day before the wedding to the catering manager so the person accepting deliveries can distribute the tip. I like it. Mm -hmm. The next one is the wedding ceremony officiant. If your officiant is affiliated with a church or synagogue, you're often expected to make a donation to that institution. If you're a member, you'll probably want to give a larger amount than if you're not. However, if you're getting married there and they're charging you to use the space, feel free to give a smaller amount. Tipping the wedding officiant, both non-denominational and denominational, is also appreciated. The protocol is expected, but depending on the officiant. The standard is donate 100 to 500 to a church or synagogue, and for the officiant, about 50 to $100. Maybe more depending on how much time you've spent with them leading up to your wedding, say premarital counseling, for example. When to tip, most ceremony fees are required prior to the wedding. Otherwise, have a responsible attendant pass the cash envelope at the rehearsal dinner if the officiant is in attendance. You know, what's interesting is that we just read this and it's really related to more like religious officiants, but both of mm -hmm. us didn't really use 
officiants that were like attached to churches. No. What did you do? Um, mine ended up being my buddy, Dixon, who, uh, who was our officiant. And we, I didn't pay him, um, but Jeff, uh, my husband, who likes to do jewelry he made some jewelry specific uh for him and it was done in silver so we just gave him a really personalized gift that's a good idea so i know a lot of people out there do have their friends come in as their officiants which is i think is really fun and makes it very personal so yeah i think making sure you give if you don't feel comfortable giving them straight up cash if that's not the deal you guys have set up i think a nice gift is a good idea yeah i think so too what'd Uh, you do well we um our officiant was technically, I think he is a man of the cloth at that point. He's retired, but he was my husband's Boy Scout leader. Because on top of everything else, Tristan was, of course, an Eagle Scout. Of course <laughs> of he course was. Of course he was. <laughs> all American, perfect little, you know, oh boy. But anyway, um, so that man, who was like his scout leader when he was a kid, was also like affiliated with the church at the time. Mm-hmm. But by the time we got married, he was no, he had retired. So he, we gave a donation in his name to like something that he was like a part of. I think it was like the Boy Scout stuff or something like I, I, I'll have to double check with Tristan, but some sort of donation we did in his name. And that's what he requested. Nice. So yeah, so I guess if everyone's going a little unorthodox, also, I know we have in the past interviewed someone that was like just a professional officiant, right? So that there's an actual contract. So that's sort of different. So I know it's sort of up in the air because officiant nowadays gets so much bigger than just yeah. hop into a church. There's, you know, person attached so yeah so i think get kind of creative with that one agreed all right next up wedding ceremony musicians if you worked with a mini orchestra to come up with the perfect score for your service and they pulled it off flawlessly consider showing some monetary thanks for their talent however you probably don't have to tip the solo church organist who was required to play protocol optional standard is 15 to 20 dollars per musician, win a tip. Ceremony musicians should receive a tip at the end of the ceremony. Okay. Wedding photographer and videographer. Hot topic, guys. Here we go. (laughs) You're not expected to give your shutterbugs any money. I'm sorry. Shutterbugs is such a cute word. (laughs) Okay, I'll start over. You're not expected to give your shutterbugs any money beyond their normal fees. But if the wedding photographer or videographer doesn't own the studio, consider tipping each person or give a certain amount with a thank you note to disperse to the staff. So the protocol is optional. The standard is $15 to $200 per vendor. And when you should tip, you should tip your photographer and videographer at the end of the reception. Next up, attire alteration, alterations pros. While it's not required to give the person who's altering your wedding dress suit or other wedding attire a tip, it's definitely a nice gesture. So it's optional. Standard is $20 to $30. And if you're Opting to tip your alterations pro, give them the envelope at your final fitting. Did you have anything altered or did you just wear as is? I wore it as is. David's bridal man. It fit. you up. Yeah. I had my 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 buddy um Andrea, Andy who's been on the podcast sings our theme song. Her mother had to alter my dress because it wasn't long enough because I'm super tall. So she like added a panel and did all this other stuff. And I'm looking back, I don't think I did anything. Really? I mean, I said thank you. You know what? I take that back. I think I took her out to lunch 
That's what I did. I took Maybe her to that lunch. was her wedding gift to you. Yeah, it, I, you know what? It might have been. I don't know. She came to the wedding, so I, I don't know. I, I feel now I'm like sweating. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is she going to send in a confessional? Dear wedding confessionals, this Maybe. dumb bride, <laughs> I helped her out and she didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, Jen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think I bought her lunch. What? I was very broke. <laughs> yes. Yes. No judgment. Um, and also, like, we're very close. Like, I, I yes. really adore her mother. So it was. It didn't feel as much like a, you know, a chore sort of thing. She was really happy to, like, you know, have Help someone you. getting married. You know, yes. she's one of those ladies that loves that kind of shit. Um, <laughs> like us. <laughs> a wedding enthusiast. Yes. Okay, on to the next one. Wedding reception staff. This group includes the on-site wedding coordinator, maitre d' and banquet manager. A service charge, typically 2%, is almost always built into the food and drink fee. So check your contract. If the gratuity is not included, tip as follows. The protocol is expected. The standard is 15 to 20% of the food and drink fees or $200 to $300 for the maitre d'. When to tip is if it's covered in the contract the final bill is typically due before the reception otherwise have one of your parents or an attendant hand the envelope to the maitre d at the end of the reception since you'll need to know the final tab to calculate the percentage that's smart i definitely paid a ton for that i remember that that's where i had the cash yeah so Uh i didn't cheap out there might have screwed over my friend's mom making the dress did not screw (laughs) the caterers No, I remember tipping the caterer too. All right. Brie. Yeah. Who's been on the show? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wedding reception attendance. When it comes to bartenders and waitstaff and parking, photo booth, bathroom, coat room attendance, the rules of tipping are dictated by your contract. If the service fee is included, consider doling out extra only if the service was exceptional. If it's not included, ask ahead of time how many attendants will be working your wedding and calculate on a per-person basis. Protocol is optional based on contract. Standard is 10 to 20% of the liquor or food bill to be split among bartenders or catering staff respectively. $1 per wedding guest for coat room and $1 per car for parking attendants. When to tip. Although tips are traditionally passed out at the end of the event, you could distribute them at the beginning of the evening to encourage all the workers to give you great service. (laughs) Question. Yes. When you are attending someone else's wedding Mm -hmm. and you're at the bar Mm -hmm. and it's, it's an open bar, are you tipping? Yeah. Me too. I just wondered if that's like a standard thing because as we know, I'm always... I'm not paying for that. Well, yeah, you you tip like a celebrity. So you're just like, you're doling out the the ones. Can I give you guys a tip? This is for weddings or any sort of party you go to where there is an open bar situation. If you know you're going to be there a while, if you're getting one drink, this doesn't really matter. But like a wedding where you're like, we're here for hours. It can get packed at that bar. You're trying to get people's attention, that sort of thing. Give a really big tip in the beginning. Be like, this is for the night and just like slip them a 20. And then every time you come up, they remember you and you get the drink you want and you are zip, zip in and out. Oh, yes. They will take care of you. I just like to do that. Being like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) My drink for the night is vodka cranberry. Thank you. (laughs) You're my new best friend. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wedding reception band or DJ. That's next, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
whether you hire a 12 piece swing band. Oh my God. If you do that, please invite us. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you really know how to swing dance. I do. I don't, but we'll flail around joyously <laughs> on that floor. It's so fun. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'll start over. Whether you hire a 12-piece swing band or a single DJ, tipping musicians is completely optional, depending on the quality of the job or how willing they were to follow your ideal playlist. And don't forget about any sound technicians they bring with them. The protocol is optional yet preferred. The standard is $25 to $35 per musician and $50 to $150 for the DJ. When to tip is an attendant should tip the musicians or DJ at the end of the reception. Okay. Yeah. I definitely remember tipping my DJ. Did you have a DJ? I did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I tipped him. Yeah. He was great. I love a good wedding DJ. Yeah, he, he, I, I just trusted and he rocked it. It yeah. was so fun. I do remember dancing, <laughs> maybe swing dancing, my attempt. <laughs> Again, just flailing. Lots of limbs. I'm very long. <laughs> um, next, wedding transportation company. Again, check your contract as gratuity is usually included. If it isn't, plan a tip provided they show up on time, provide a smooth ride, and don't get lost. <laughs> Protocol is expected and 15 to 20% of the total bill. Uh, Tip transportation pros at the end of the night or after the last ride. If you use a separate company for the guest buses, designate a bus captain to hand the driver a tip. Otherwise, this duty falls to a designated attendant. I can't. Yeah. Getting lost seems like a good way to miss out on a tip. (laughs) Yes, I think so. I didn't have that, but... I didn't either. I just gave everybody maps and was like, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Hope you make it. I mean, rural Maine. There's no drivers. (laughs) No. There's nobody, guys. (laughs) Shout out to everyone getting married in rural parts of the the country or world. It's tough. (laughs) Okay. The next is cake baker, florist, and stationer. Ooh. Handwritten stationery is so pretty. Okay. These vendors do not typically receive tips, but if you feel they went above and beyond the call of duty, you certainly can send them a tip. Remember, though, that delivery people who work for those pros should be tipped. Right. As they mentioned above. Protocol is optional. The standard is $50 to $100 or a small gift. When to tip is... If you'd like to tip these pros, send them a thank you card with the tip enclosed after the big day. Okay. okay. I like it. I like that they spe- specify the fact that a delivery person for like a bakery is different than the actual person baking yes. the cake, which is true. Yep. Absolutely. All right. General wedding tipping tips. Tippy tip to tip. <laughs> Read contracts closely. Some vendors, particularly caterers and transportation companies, may include tips as part of their contract. If gratuities are included in the contract, you don't need to provide any additional tips. Smart. Save your money. Don't be like me. (laughs) Write a review. While writing a thank you note is certainly appreciated, a positive review on sites like The Knot, like what they did there, mm-hmm. they're like promoting themselves. You hey, know what? You know, good get that you. hustle. Yeah. yeah you got to get those views. Do it. <laughs> um, positive reviews on a site like The Knot goes even further in helping a wedding pro's business. Ask your wedding vendor if there's a particular site where they'd like you to post a review. Mm. I think that's huge. Yep. I mean, how many of us have 
anything in life, not even weddings, but just based on using somebody based on Yelp. Yes. Or Google a reviews. Google review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's huge. And I'm sure, again, like the not when you're looking for a vendor, Instagram, I guess you can't really do it on Instagram. There's no way to review on Instagram. No. No. This is also a good time for us to plug that if you would like to give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast, please do. <laughs> Those reviews. We're like the knot, man. We're hustling. They go a long way. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> for destination weddings, learn the local customs. Yes. Oh. Absolutely. If you're getting married outside the U.S., be sure to ask your wedding planner or venue coordinator about the local tipping customs. Also, make sure you tip in the local currency when providing cash tips to the vendors. Yes. Huge. That's huge. Giving them U.S. dollars is like you're just giving them a chore. Not helpful. No. Share photos. Sharing professional photos from your big day is another way to thank your wedding vendors. Pros, particularly florists, cake bakers, stationers, and planners need photos of their work for marketing materials. So if you're able to get permission from your photographer to provide those images, you'll score some extra points. Boom. Yeah. Help them out. Help that Instagram feed. Yeah. I like it. And that's all of it, man. You know what? That I feel like we're making up for our, our fumble from a couple weeks ago because <laughs> we did get some reactions. We we did. We Here's got some strong thing. reactions. We like responses from you guys. Please yes. let us know. Instagram, send us a message, whatever it is, because we always want to know what you think. And we respond. We do. We do. We we're don't want to leave you hanging. No. Just I'm, spending we, your money like an idiot. We like to learn as well. <laughs> we do. Shutterbug. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you ready to read another follow-up? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. So you're going to read the original that came originally from episode 118. Here we go. Hi, lovely ladies and the best pup, Ruthie. I need some very COVID-specific wedding advice, please. I've had so many vendors ghost me at random times during planning. My preferred cake vendor was wonderful during the tasting and design planning, but when I was ready to give them money for a deposit, radio silence. I completely understand the overwhelming amount of weddings vendors are going through. However, do I have an unrealistic expectation that vendors should at least communicate when they can communicate? Follow-up question, how would you handle it if one of your best hopes for a vendor stopped communicating from, I just want cake. Oh, as I said last time, now I want cake. (laughs) (laughs) Same. So I'm trying to think the advice we gave this person was that you should give a time. It was like we were said, like, make a date where you're going to be like, if they don't get back to me, I got to move on. Yes. And we already said kind of start doing some research of other people. Right. Yep. And I think that I remember also being like, do you want to have the heartburn of worried about is this person going to really come through for you? Like what's more important, the ideal cake or having a damn cake on the day? Yeah. (laughs) So I think we were kind of leaning towards give them a chance. But if they don't lock it in by a certain time, you got to move on. You got to have, yeah, you have to have other options. 
I got to figure out what kind of cake this person got. I hope yeah. it's in this follow-up. I know. I want, I want tastes. I want like, is carrot, is it red velvet? Chocolate, okay. like Anna D had to have chocolate. Chocolate fucking cake. <laughs> okay, here is the follow-up. Hi, Pam, Brooke, and Ruthie. I am very pleased to share that I have an update with you as it relates to ghosting vendors and my cake. I decided to give the bakery a call and just killed them with kindness. And it worked. I got everything solidified and the desserts at my wedding were a hit. We even had guests hoarding leftovers to take home after the wedding. I think the moral of this is while ghosting is never okay in any arena, a little kindness goes a long way from I got the cake. Yay. (laughs) P.S. And I'm going to, I think we should give them a shout out, right? Yeah. P.S. I don't know if I can say this on the pod, but the vendor was the Solvang Bakery in Solvang, California. Literally delicious and worth the headache. It's the bakery by the windmill. Out of all the bakeries in that sweet Danish town, it's the best. I love Solvang. That's where I had my bachelorette party. Yeah. I'm definitely going there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I planned it. (laughs) (laughs) That was for the listeners, Brooke. Thank you very much. I'm such an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, we both love Solvang. Yes. Big fans. Yes. Now I want wine on top of the cake. And pastries. Our pastries there are so wonderful. I stuff my face with pastries when I go to Solvang. Yes. And that windmill's adorable. I know exactly where she's talking about. Oh, yeah. There's that cheese shop right there. So good. So good. Guys, we I we need cake. <laughs> we need cheese. We need wine. I'm so hungry now. I'm so glad this worked out for <laughs> yes. him or her. That's amazing. Yes. And, and the, the kindness. Smart idea. Yep. Don't be a bitch. Yes. Kill them with kindness. Yes. Honey versus bee vinegar. Vinegar. <laughs> like honey versus <laughs> bee. Get me out of this analogy immediately. <laughs> You, you attract more bees with honey than with vinegar. Yes, that's it. But yeah, I think it's great. You know, follow through a little bit. Um, I'm glad it worked out. Yes. And now I'm just... And hoarding. That made me laugh that your guests were hoarding. Because yes. I too had nothing left over. All my desserts were gone. I definitely had multiple desserts at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the follow-ups we have for today. Yes, that um, was fun. That was fun. Keep them coming. Please. They're so fun. They are fun. Um, do you want to get in some bridal breaks? Yeah. Yeah. Bridal breaks for any of our new listeners are suggestions we give not only to brides, but to grooms or anyone helping to plan a wedding of something to do that has nothing to do with wedding planning. Yes. Take that break. Yes. Yeah, so if you're stressed out about that bakery not calling you back, do one <laughs> of these things. Yeah. Relax. Um, Pammy usually gives a cocktail, which is good because I feel like we're in a, we're in a food we're talking about a lot of food, food right now, yes. so let's let's keep the, the train rolling, <laughs> and I usually do something pop culture-y, so Pammy, what you got? So today, I found this on twoveggies.wordpress.com, and it is a recipe for an alcoholic butterbeer for all you Harry Potter fans. Fun. Yes. So it's made with butterscotch schnapps, um, whipped cream-flavored vodka, cream soda, and then a large spoonful of marshmallow fluff. And there's your butter beer. Yum. You just mix it all together? Um, yeah. Mix it in a, in a, a tumbler. A little shaky shake. Okay. And, you know, you put that um, marshmallow fluff on the top. So good. Sounds wonderful. Right? Sounds magical. <laughs> 
Um, because we've been talking about food, yes. I decided both of mine are going to be food related too. Oh my God. My stomach is going to start growling. We, guys are recording this like before lunch and yeah, we got to wrap this up. I got to go eat. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is, uh, I saw an ad for this show and was immediately like, I think I'm going to love this. Okay. And within three minutes of watching the first episode, Tristan and I, like Tristan and I were watching it together and Tristan turns to me and says, I fucking love this show. <laughs> Ooh, what is it? Rave review. So um, it is called Stanley Tucci Searching for Italy yes. on CNN. Have you seen it? Yes. It's so good. I love him. Oh, so Stanley Tucci, if you guys don't recognize the name, he's an actor that's been in a bunch of stuff. You guys would probably know him from Devil Wears Prada. Yes. He's the guy that is like works there with like the bald head that works in the, with the wardrobe and stuff. Yes. And he is he's just this classy dude. And he just is so calming and intelligent and warm. And he's married to Emily Blunt's sister, who he met from them doing that movie. Shut up. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Amazing. I know. So I guess season two is just starting to be released, which is why I saw ads for it. But I'd never seen it before. So we're still on season one. But the way the show works is that Stanley Tucci is an Italian American, like his family is from Italy originally. So he is fluent Italian. So he goes and each episode, they explore a specific region of Italy. And they talk about you know, the food from that region, but also the historical significance behind how they ended up with that food being popular. So you did, again, it's on CNN. So you get a little bit of like history and learning, but it's just total food porn. I mean, holy shit, this pasta. I know. I mean, beautiful landscapes. It's, I love it. And you just really learn, like I genuinely have learned along the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. So, and also like you get to watch him speak Italian and it's just so, it just is such a cool show. Yes. And it's each episode's, you know, with commercials is an hour, but there's only, a, I think it's like eight episodes per season. So it's not like a huge amount. It is on CNN. So you have to have some sort of TV provider or if you have like Hulu premium or sling premium like the ones that have like tv that's the way to watch it i double checked if it's streaming anywhere else and at this point it isn't and it does it makes me i think we're gonna have pasta tonight based on an episode we saw last <laughs> night we're like carbonara sound me up <laughs> i'm really hungry oh know, and you're so gonna sorry. talk more about food aren't you i am oh gosh. so because i'm gonna do two since we don't have a guest <laughs> today and we like to give at least three bridal breaks the other one i'm gonna give is a youtube account and uh, so, you know, like the the CNN Stanley Tucci one was very like highbrow. Yes. This is lowbrow. Oh, bring it. <laughs> highbrow, lowbrow. Yes. So it's this YouTube um, channel called Timmy's Takeout. I discovered this years ago. Do you know him? No. Oh, okay. So he reviews takeout food and he just has it delivered to his house. And when I say he reviews, I mean, he literally will get everything from the menu. Oh. So like I'm gonna read titles. He's uh, Timmy tries Domino's full pasta menu. So it's like 25 minutes of him going through each item. He's so silly and fun. I'm gonna give you some more. Sonic's chicken menu. All the chicken items on the Sonic menu. He tries all of them. Taco Bell's Mexican pizza's back. He gives a full review on that. Mm -hmm. Um, one that I saw trying McDonald's entire 2022 menu. So it literally goes through everything. Oh my gosh! And it is so fun because he fucking loves it. Like he <laughs> eats it. He's like, oh, you can tell when he's really into something. And he's very honest when he's not. Mm -hmm. And I remember the day that Cracker Barrel, like a Cracker Barrel, opened up in his town. He was like, oh, we got to do Cracker Barrel. <laughs> 
episode was so funny. Also, what I like about him is that he's really honest about the cost of something. So Mm -hmm. like he'll go through and be like, this is definitely worth it. Or I think if you get this appetizer, the amount is much bigger than it looks like it's going to be. And for the price point, it's better than getting the entree version. Like he really thinks about the fact that like people don't want to spend a ton of money. Like everyone has budgets. And he's really honest about like if he thinks something is worth it or not, which I think is really nice. Yeah. So he and it's his his vibe is just so chill and silly. He doesn't do it as much in the in the newer ones, but in the, if you go back to the older episodes, in between tastings, he you don't see him, but the background noise or the background like music is mm-hmm. him just singing. And it's <laughs> really? just like singing random like words. So be like, "Ooh, baby, trying some tacos." And then like jumps <laughs> to the next thing. It's so silly. <laughs> Was the perfect thing to watch if you just need a giggle. Like his vibe is so sweet and he's just so excited. And you can also, again, because he's been doing this a while and he's gotten pretty popular at this point, he has 1.49 million subscribers. Wow. Way so to go, Timmy. Blown up. But yeah. like, if you go to the really early ones, it's so funny. Like he's <laughs> just like trying to figure it out or whatever. But he's really silly. His dogs will be barking in the background. So I feel like we can relate. Well, yeah. <laughs> We know how that goes. Yeah. So Timmy's takeout on YouTube. What a delight. How fun. Yeah. He's really fun. And if you're talking about watching with kids, totally kid appropriate. Okay. Good. Yeah. Really fun. I mean, like, look how adorable he is. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Timmy. I know it's a podcast, but whatever. I'm showing Pam. (laughs) (laughs) Check it out. Yes. Um, And those are the bridal breaks, Pammy. We did it. Yeah. Now that we're celebrating, do you want to celebrate with a quiz? Wee! <laughs> <laughs> no, if I remember correctly, when you had your COVID brain, you actually were soaring through the quiz. I know. Don't don't Let's expect see. that again. That was <laughs> the see. moment of lucidity. <laughs> Let's see what happens now that you're not on any cold meds. <laughs> for new listeners, this is a quiz that we give out so you can learn more about how you can get in touch with us, more about the podcast, more ways to follow us. We do it in the form of a quiz because I like to torture Pam. She does. And she politely puts up with it because I don't know why. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Glutton for punishment. Pammy, we have a website. What is it? Weddingconfessionals.com. From there, you can find links to all of our social media handles. Where are we on social media? Five places. Uh, we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest. Yes. Correct. Um, Also on the website, you can find our show notes. So when we talked about like articles we've read or whatever, and the bridal breaks, everything's linked there, broken up by episode. Um, Also, uh, we want you guys to send us your confessionals. Yes. And your follow ups. Yes. We want all of your information. Tell us your secrets. (laughs) We want um, funny stories. We want crazy rants. If you want advice from us, maybe not on tipping. Or tell us or, yeah, if you us, disagree. Let us know, man. We like criticisms. We'll <laughs> take the note. It's cool. Um, there are three ways that you can send us confessionals. One is an email. What's the email address? Weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail using our phone number. We do not use your actual voice. We transcribe it. Pammy, what is the phone number? 434-933-2663. Something sticking. Look at you. Um, The other way is to go to our website and click on a tab that says... Tell us your secrets. Yes. From there, it's just a simple form. Two boxes. What do you you do in the first box, Pam? Leave us a fun name or whatever. You don't have to give us your real name. Just... Be creative. Yeah. What goes in the second box? Anything you want. Drama. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> conflict. Fun. Yes. Anything you want. Put it in there. Hit send. <laughs> we don't need your personal information. No email. No phone number. Nope. We don't do shit with them anyway. But mm, if you want, to, you want to be private, we respect that. And that's the way to do it. Um, Pammy. As we mentioned earlier, we do like to get um, some reviews and ratings from Apple Podcasts specifically. Yes. They have an algorithm. It's the way they work. You know, we usually love algorithms, but that one I'm a little peeved by. (laughs) (laughs) We got to play by their rules. We do. So, um, Pammy, how many stars do we want people to give? We love five stars. We do. Preferably. And a fun review. Fun review. Yeah. Another place to get creative. Yes. Put drama in there, man. Put your <laughs> confessional in the review. I well, dare you. <laughs> let's, Brooke, let's simmer down on that. <laughs> Pam is advising you not to do that. <laughs> I mean, besides Apple Podcasts, we can be found in a lot of different places. So many. There are two that begin with the letter A that are not Apple Podcasts. So two more. What are they? Amazon and Audible. Uh, two with the letter C. Castro and Castbox. Two with D. Downcast and Deezer. One with G. Google. One with I. iHeartRadio. One with O. Overcast. One with L. Listen notes. Okay. And then we have one, two, three, four, eight. five, six, seven, eight. You got to six last time. I did? Yes. Oh, geez. Pressure's so let's on. see what you can do. I don't know. Um, Podbean. Yes. Pocket Cast. Yes. Player FM. Yes. Um. Podtail. Yep. Podcast Republic. Yep. Podcast Addict. Yep. Um, and I'm. I believe you. I believe Pocket in you. Podcast. Did I say that already? Yes, you did. Hi. Um, Tropical. Podcast Paradise. Pod Paradise. Pod Paradise. I'm gonna get that one next time. I believe in you. All right. Also, Podcast Land. Podcast Pod Land. Paradise and Podcast Land okay. are the two that you're just like. You got to stick in that little mm-hmm. little noggin. Gotta Shove it this. in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube. And also, you can use your voice command to say, play Wedding Confessionals podcast on Alexa and Siri. Woohoo! We did it. Yay. She's back. Look <laughs> at her. She's back I'm and ready. Yes. yes. Look at you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> My voice held up. Yes. So like we mentioned, um, next episode will also be solo. So I will see just you then. All righty. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song. And David Kantrowitz for our fantastic logo. And Ramsey Millette and Brian Maylard for their technical support. If you want to learn more about our show, where you gotta go, Pam? Check out our website, weddingconfessionals.com. That's it, girl. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.